Hey guys and welcome back to the channel. Final preview for the Stana Open 2022 tournament in Nur Sultan in Kazakhstan. We're going to break it down. We're going to be talking about Djokovic and Sitspas in their head-to-head. -head. We're going to then be talking about their form throughout the tournament and who they faced and how they played. On top of then finally, well not finally, on top of then talking about it from a more tactical standpoint. And then finally I'll give you guys my prediction on the final and how I think it's going to go. Before we get into it, remember to hit that like button and do subscribe if you are new to the YouTube channel. If you are watching or listening on a podcast platform, please do remember to leave a rating or review. It really does help us out. Follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. And thank you to those who have become YouTube members. Uh, it is massively helpful to us to give you guys the best content possible. So we do appreciate it. Let's get into this because I'm intrigued to see how this final plays out. A lot of people would have thought Djokovic was going to face Carlos Alcaraz in the final, but Alcaraz falling early, very early in the first round. Uh, and that would have been a big shock, of course, to the system. For anyone, he lost to David Goffin, a, a massive shock given that he was supposed to play Holger Rune. That was seen as a, a pretty tough assignment. Goffin wasn't. Uh, so the fact that he lost and then went on a little bit of a run, but Sizpas has picked up the slack uh, with Djokovic then, of course, beating Medvedev in the semi-finals and Sitsipas beating Rublev in two entertaining semis. So we'll go through um, the routes to the final in a second before I go over the head-to-head. -head. So let's do that first, actually. Sitsipas played Kukushkin in the first round, one in straight sets, then Nadi and her catch as well, all beaten in straight sets. The win against her catch was very impressive and mainly due to the mental side that the mental strength really that Stefanos Tsitsipas showed he was 6-3 down in the first set first set tiebreaker he managed to come back and win it 8-6 in the end it was a i think a masterclass really in mental resilience from the greek player and we haven't always seen him at his mental best this year but this was definitely an example of that. And then he went on to win the second set a lot more comfortably. And he just looked really good. Serving fantastically well, hitting his spots. I think the indoor conditions really suit his game in the sense that he's able to rely on his toss and there's no outdoor conditions, you know, bothering him at all on serve anyway. Same with the return. Uh, and then he's got a bit more time on these very slow Nur Sultan courts. At the Asana Open, they're super slow. Uh, so because the courts are so slow, they play quite similarly to clay, which is a massive advantage, of course, for Stefanos Tsitsipas. He plays so well on the red stuff. He really does. Now, the movement's different because there's no sliding involved. That's fine. We get that. But his movement on hard courts is good enough for sure. The biggest issue sometimes that he's had is that the courts are a bit too quick, especially at the... Well, I was about to say Australian Open, although he has made the semis there, actually, the last two years. But we've seen him struggle at the US Open, which is actually a, a slightly slower hard court. Uh, so it's good to see him replicate some of the form that we know he can show on the slower surfaces, especially the clay, here at North Sultan and really cash in. So good to see him win against her catch. Against Rublev, he won in three sets, three hard fought sets. Uh, he lost the first set, 6-4, then took the second and third, 6-4, 6-3. Eight aces and zero double faults. 
67% of first serves made. First serve points won at 71%. 56% behind his second serve is really impressive. So he's looked pretty good. It's been a quite a clinical display of serving from him so far this week. Djokovic, let's go into his week. So Christian Garin uh, beat him in straight sets and Van der Zandt hatched off in straights as well. And then Medvedev, the, a very bizarre, very bizarre end to what was an incredibly high-level semifinal for the most part. Medvedev took the first set, breaking Djokovic, and he got broken back, but then broke again to take the first set 6-4. Was playing really well, just barely any mistakes on the back of the court. Interesting to see him this week uh, trialing out the serve and volley at times, trying to come forward more. Didn't do that as much against Djokovic, but generally you can see he's trying out different things, which is great to see. Second set, he got taken to a tiebreaker. Uh, he... You know, he was in a pretty good position. He actually had a set point. He didn't manage to convert it at 6-5. Ended up losing that uh, tiebreaker 8-6 in the end. And he then retired. Now, a lot of, there was a lot of controversy around it. And I'm not going to say that he gave up because initially that's what it looked like. But uh, afterwards, he said that he pulled a muscle in his in his leg. So... If that was the case for the last few points, he and like he said after, he would have lost the third set because he couldn't move properly. If that's the case, and that's fine, and you know, uh, I'll just have to take his word for it. But obviously, if it wasn't the case, then it would have been a clear sign of giving up, unless there was some sort of undisclosed injury uh, that hadn't been highlighted beforehand. But it was a massive shame. Djokovic looked really disappointed. I think. He didn't want to win that way. It was, it was similar to actually the Nadal's Zverev situation at the French Open when it was one, was it one? So he'd taken the first set Nadal, second set was a tiebreaker, a tight one. And you could just tell that Nadal didn't want to win that way when Zverev slipped and then obviously was on crutches, had to retire. Uh, and this is a similar one, but probably a bit stranger, even, even more so for Djokovic because for him, in terms of the eye test, he would have been thinking Medvedev didn't look too bad apart from the last few points. Maybe he was just a bit tired, but it seemed to be more than that. So wishing him a speedy recovery. And it's a shame because it would have been a cracking third set if he was fit enough to play. And who knows, maybe Medvedev takes, he would have been disappointed not to do it in straights. Obviously he takes that second set and then he would go back to his physio, see if he can maybe work his magic and potentially be ready for his final. But uh, maybe it's a good thing Djokovic went through, uh, not just for the sake of obviously a lot of people would have wanted him to go through, but more for the the sake that actually if maybe they had gone through and then he was actually still injured, he may have had to have pulled out the final or played it half fit, which wouldn't have been great. Uh, so anyway, those are the two players of roots to the final. And then if we talk about the head-to-head, -head, it's 7-2 to know about Djokovic, which is, I mean, absolute dominance. Djokovic has won the last three, four, five, six, seven matches on hard court. Sitsabas actually has two wins. The two wins he has is on outdoor hard, though, against Novak Djokovic. Djokovic has played the only match on indoor hard. Um, sorry, he has won the only match on indoor hard against Stefano Sitsabas, which was in 2019 at the Paris Masters. So that's interesting. Two wins, as I said, on hard court for Stefano Sissipas. Djokovic has one win on outdoor hard as well and one on indoor hard. So it shows that Sissipas 
should be able to cause some sort of challenge to Djokovic, you would assume. The issue is being maybe the mental side, and recently he's been destroyed by Djokovic. I mean, he got bageled in the first set at the Masters uh, final. I know the second set was a tiebreaker, but by that point, he just felt like it was a losing battle after getting bageled embarrassingly in the first set. It is what it is. I think it's this matchup isn't the best for Sitspass, and I'll go into it in a second from a technical standpoint, but the slowness of the courts might just play into his hands. So let's break it down then from a technical standpoint, then I'll give you guys my prediction. And also I'll explain what I think both players need to do as well. So on these slow courts, Djokovic is able to generate power from the back of the court that he wouldn't have been able to in you know five, ten years ago. Uh, but he's bulked up his first serve. He's bulked up his forehand. He's able to hit winners from the back of the court and he's utilizing the drop shot really well. Now, Sitspas is going to be in trouble if he gets caught on the backhand to backhand exchanges on these slow courts. Yes, he has more time to, you know, to really wind up the backhand and hit it, but we all know what he's going to try to do, what he's going to try to do. And that will be to try and run around that backhand, move around it with great movement uh, and great, you know, great foot movement anyway around it. And then hit that into our into in forehand and hit it with venom to really get Djokovic on the back foot. He may end up looking a bit awkward at times because Djokovic will find good enough angles and Sitspass will still stubbornly try to hit the forehand. Sitspass may also try to utilize the backhand slice in those exchanges to try and give Djokovic as little pace as possible. On these slow hard courts, it, I don't feel like it is as effective as it would be on a an, on a quick low hard court. But in saying that, it's still a worthy tactic to utilize if you want to disrupt the rhythm that Djokovic has and avoid him really making you pay. Uh, hitting at one pace just means Djokovic will be able to hone in and tear you apart, really. So there needs to be some sort of variation there for sure. So that's on the backhand to backhand exchanges. From a serve return dynamic, I think Sitspas has to serve how he has been serving this tournament, if not better. Djokovic is arguably the best returner of all time, uh, you know, alongside, of course, Rafa Nadal. And Sitspas's serving technique and the way he serves, a lot of people are not massive fans of it. It can look a bit awkward at times. But no one can dispute his, his effectiveness. And I think especially indoors, as I mentioned earlier, where there's no worry about wind or sun or rain, he can just let loose on it. And I feel like he just feels so comfortable and looks so comfortable serving. Uh, less double faults than we're used to seeing, more aces. He's hitting his spots nicely. He's backing it up, as always, with that monster forehand behind the serve on that one plus shot, arguably the best one two punch, one of the best two one, one of the best one two punches in the sport of tennis on the men's side. And he'll need to try and get on the front foot as soon as possible against Djokovic and try and get some easy points, some shorter points, because the longer the point goes on, the more Djokovic is going to break you down. And you just don't feel like Sispas has that shot tolerance that Djokovic has or anywhere near what Djokovic has. So he doesn't want to get dragged into those rallies. That will then mean coming forward to the net at times. And uh, whether it's a serve volley or whether it's 
uh, coming in after two, three exchanges from the net, sorry, from the back of the court. He needs to commit to coming forward to Spass. And I know he might not enjoy it, but he will get dragged forward at times anyway because Djokovic will definitely play the drop shot when he feels it's the right time to do so when he's pushing Sitzbass back. And if Sitzbass is able to get to that, he needs to just dink it and then just stay at the net. Stay at the net and try and close it down. And if he's able to do that, Djokovic, yes, he probably will love him multiple times. Yes, he might pass him multiple times. But for Sitsipas, there's no point just hanging on the baseline and trying to trade with him because it's, it will be a losing battle. It really will. The only exchange that I can see him having some success, and again, it's not massive, massive success we're talking about, is the forehand to forehand exchanges because uh, if you know any shot is going to break down, it's most likely going to be the Djokovic forehand. And in the forehand to forehand exchanges, Sitsipas hits with massive topspin uh, and it really does rear off the court and he finds good angles. It'll be interesting to see if Djokovic is able to stick with Sitsipas in those. You would imagine the answer is yes, uh, but we shall see. In terms of Djokovic's serving, he generally, as I mentioned in the past, has bulked his serve up and it's just a lot more efficient than it ever used to be. So, you know, after watching him live as well and seeing it, he just looks so smooth, so fluid. Uh, I, of course, did an analysis video on it, so go and check it out in terms of Djokovic's game. On the channel, we also did a technical breakdown with someone from Baseline Media. So if you haven't done so and you're interested in those types of videos, do check those out. Either way, Djokovic, though, uh, he will look to get three points on his first serve. He'll be looking to his spots. Sispas is renowned for being a pretty average returner. But in saying that, I think the slowness of the courts does then feed into his hands because he has a lot more time to wind up the backhand than he would most likely have on those harder, on those faster, even hard courts. So we'll see how Djokovic gets on, how he'll serve. I think he'll hit spots. He'll potentially come forward, uh, which sounds crazy to say because, uh, you know, he has built a reputation for being just a baseliner, an incredible baseliner at that, and one of the GOATs. But as of late, in the last couple of years, he's definitely tried to come to the net more. And he realizes, I think as well, that if he wants to have longevity in the game of tennis or in the yeah, in the sport of tennis, then he needs to make those types of changes. Uh, the drop shots this pass will get to quite a few of them, you'd imagine. But the issue is going not going to necessarily be getting to them. It's going to be, can I win the point from there? And most likely the answer is going to be no. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this final gets on. I think Djokovic is looking pretty imperious right now. He is, after winning a final last week, he's now in another final if he wins this. You're just thinking, wow, like who's going to stop him from doing from just winning everything that he wants to? Sispas uh, is capable, for sure. And I do feel like he might cause Djokovic some issues. So I'm going to go Djokovic in three sets. If Sispas wins, I will be extremely happy for him because I don't think he's had the best of... I personally don't think he's had the best of years so far so yeah i mean i can't wait i genuinely can't wait for this final i've gone Djokovic in three let me know your thoughts as well who do you think is going to win and why uh, the sun open 2022 final and it's going to be a tough one but as i said Djokovic in three sets thanks very much guys for tuning in remember to that like button and subscribe if you're new and we'll see you on the next video